The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California. Okay, are you ready to get some great insight tonight on the Law of Attraction? Well, good, because we have a real Southern gent with us, Dr. Stan Gravely, PhD, who wrote the book, The Law of Attraction Bible. Now, he separates the law of attraction from religion, but then he brings it all back together again, which changes our perception. It's it's really fascinating and very thought-provoking. And I'm delighted to bring you the law of attraction Bible and Dr. Stan. Now, if you haven't seen the latest issue of the law of attraction magazine, you need to see it. This is a fabulous issue. Not only do we have the magnificent Kelly Howell of BrainSync on the cover and who wrote an exclusive article about manifesting from the deep self. Boy, you're going to love it too. We also have an article written by Dr. Stan about the Law of Attraction Bible and I'm pretty sure he channeled the majority of it because wow, it is powerful. We also have articles by the angels, messages of the angels, and we have a great article about dreams within dreams. It is so fascinating. I know you're going to love, love, love this issue. It is spectacular. Now, I also want to remind you of all the incredible live shows we have here on Love Attraction Radio Network. Just go to LOARadioNetwork.com and check out our live show schedule. You will see Dr. Michael Mosley, Ask Julie Ryan, and our love expert, Mary Knight, that have shows, as well as Constance Arnold and myself. And now we have a brand new live show every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Times slash 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time called Calling All Angels. And this is where you can call in and ask the angels your specific questions. We have Michael Cousin and Janine Kotokavage giving angel readings and <laughs> they are very, very good. So again, go to LOARadioNetwork.com and check out our live show schedule and get the times, get the numbers, phone numbers where you can call and you're going to really be able to participate on the one-on-one -on -one sessions that they give during the shows. So let's take a fast break and come back with Dr. Stand. And we're going to be talking all about his incredible book called Law of Attraction Bible. We'll be right back after these words. This holiday season. You don't think I'm crazy, but I'm having conversations. Experience the event. People write letters to the universe all the time. Most don't get a personal response. You are. It will make you believe in miracles. Will Smith, Edward Norton, Kira Knightley, Michael Pena, Naomi Harris, Jacob Lattimore, with Kate Winslet and Helen Mirren. This profound connection to everything. The collateral beauty. Collateral beauty. Directed by David Frankel. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. December 16th. Okay, we are back. Hey, did you just hear Will Smith on the commercial? Wasn't it cool? Now, on December 16th, there is a brand new Will Smith movie called Collateral Beauty. And it's a law of attraction movie you just cannot miss. I've been invited to Los Angeles to see the premiere. And Dr. Michael Beckwith is going to be there giving a small presentation prior to the movie. So all of my law of attraction practitioners, the universe has delivered another movie for us to see and experience. Buy your tickets early because the lines are going to be long. Save December 16th 
as a special night to connect to the universe via collateral beauty. You're going to love, love, love this movie. I'm so excited and I'm so pleased that they brought it to Law of Attraction Radio Network to promote to all of our fabulous listeners in 135 countries. Now let's talk to this brilliant man who wrote the book, The Law of Attraction Bible, Dr. Stan Gravely, PhD, who has been a spirit, mind, and body consultant for the last 20 years, helping himself and others to be healthy, wealthy, happy, and free. He is also a trained minister and has earned two Bible diplomas, a Bachelor of Theology, a master's, and a PhD in counseling. And Dr. Stan is also a certified human behavior consultant, a certified life science practitioner, as well as a motivational speaker, life coach, and business entrepreneur. (laughs) This Southern gent has it all, and he is coming to us from the beautiful area of Myrtle Beach. Well, welcome, Dr. Stan, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I I am so delighted to get to know you. This is like we should have known about each other years ago. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm <laughs> delighted. To be, I'm delighted to be on the program and find some new Law of Attraction friends for yeah. sure. Oh, you will find them here. Now you have quite an interesting background. You really know about the law of attraction and, on top of that, religion. Oh, so yes. I really kind of want to go into that because I've always considered the law of attraction to be very spiritual and not so religious. So let, let's start from there since you're an expert when it comes to religion. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Uh, how would you like to start? Well, tell me what... How does the law of attraction play into religion, or is it simply a spiritual law? Well, I think the law of attraction is all of the above. I mean, everybody has different ways of defining the law of attraction. You know, the uh, Bible sometimes calls it the law of sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. But all through the scriptures, the Old Testament and New Testament, you see the law of attraction gleaming at you in so many different ways, you know, because, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you go through the book of Proverbs, you know, you realize that, you know, King Solomon understood the law of attraction and how words are powerful and what we think and what we say, you know, what we create in our mind is what we're going to manifest in our life. He understood that the the Old Testament understood it, and then when Jesus came, you know, he he basically told us these very same things, the very same laws. Maybe not saying it in uh, the way we would say it today, uh, but he was teaching the law of attraction. You know, he was teaching us, you know, that life was supposed to be fun, that life was supposed to be full of love and joy and peace and goodness and happiness, that we're supposed to have an abundant life. And, you know, and he told us, you know, that words were powerful and that we had the power uh, to create our lives, you know, and to rule and reign and take dominion. And this is what, you know, I believe, you know, the scriptures taught uh, in the purity of it, that this is what we were born for, this is what we were created for, and you know, people can say it in different ways. You know, a Buddhist can say it one way, a Hindu, a Christian can say it some way to help people to understand, you know, what I call the divine laws of the universe uh, that were set up in the very beginning. And so, yes, it is spiritual, uh, and uh, it just transcends every religion, every thought. I mean, whether you're a secularist, a humanist, whether you're a religious person or a spiritual person, you know, the law of attraction is always at work. And people are always tapping into it, writing books and writing scriptures and sharing uh, these life-changing principles with people. So it's always been around. Uh, it just kind of gets, you know, formulated in the package of which people uh, are basically brought up in and come up in 
and understand from, and that is the way it kind of branches out into the different religions and even the non-religions, the people, you know, that, you know, understand these laws and use them on an everyday basis. Yes, that's true, because you could be an atheist and still apply the law of attraction. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's I tell people... That's what's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. You know, it was like the, in the book of Job, you know, I always love to go back to the book of Job. You know, I don't, I don't believe it was a, a literal story. It was obviously a poem, but it was written to us to share with us, you know, that, you know, like Job was always worried about things. You know, he's worried about his family. He was worried about his wealth. He was afraid he was going to lose everything. So what happened? He lost everything. He lost it all. But and all of his friends came by, and, you know, were trying to tell him why this and that and all of that. But finally, at the end, he came to the conclusion, you know, that God did want to bless him, and so all of a sudden, uh, everything returned to him uh, doublefold. You know, so it, it's just awesome the way the law of attraction works for religious or non-religious people are alike because success people, people that go out here and build big companies, you know, build these big, um, like Facebook, they don't have to be Christians. They don't have to be spiritual to understand that what they're sowing is what they're reaping, what they're thinking upon and acting upon. You know, uh, you know, it's like Napoleon Hill wasn't, he was a spiritual man, but he wasn't a religious person. And he taught, you know, uh, the law of attraction to people and understood how spirituality and the laws of the universe work together, uh, you know, to make us successful. So uh, whether you're, you know, religious or not, uh, the law of attraction works for everyone. Absolutely. As long as, well, it even works for the flowers. It, it works for <laughs> every living thing on the planet. Ab so absolutely. you wrote the law of attraction Bible. Yes, I did. And I think, I mean, we have an article in the um, December 1st issue of Law of Attraction magazine, and it's absolutely brilliant. The things that you say, it, it just makes so much sense. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about the Law of Attraction Bible. What inspired you to even write it? Well, you know, when I went through this process, uh, being a Christian background, I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, in a traditional Lutheran church. It was more on the, what I would call, liberal, moderate side of, of spiritual Christianity. And then as I journeyed through life, I was always a seeker. I was always looking. I was always wanting to figure out, you know, the big questions. Why am I here? What is life all about? And of course, being brought up in the church and brought up in the South in the Bible Belt, it's just natural to gravitate towards the church mm -hmm. and church systems, you know, because that's, that's where you think spirituality and answers are. And so I started going to church as a young man a couple of times, and I really uh, felt uh, the energy of the universe in a service one night, and, and it was the law of attraction working so powerfully. I didn't understand what it was at the time, but uh, all my friends were going to this church, and they were running down the aisles, and they were getting, you know, saved, you know, and they were crying and all this kind of stuff, you know, and I was like, kidded around with a lot of my friends, you know, later on, I said, you know, when I was 16 years old, I remember holding on to that pew because it felt like a vacuum cleaner was just trying to suck me down that pew and get me on the front aisle, you know, to do whatever it was that they were doing. But that was the synergy of the law of attraction working with a group of people. And so I equated that with Christianity and spirituality. And so even though after that, you know, I would didn't get into church, didn't attend church, you know, I went to college and had my fun and partied and, <laughs> you know, did all the things, you know, that young people like to do in your freedom. Uh, but then I got married at a very, uh, I guess, early age, considering today's standards at age 21. Uh, I've been with my wife now 38 years. Wow. And we started our journey in the church, and I was always sensitive to spiritual things. I could sense things, hear things, see things, and it was just one of those things that I went from church to church to church, trying to figure things out, and I would learn some things, and then I would move on, learn some things, and move on. I got into the charismatic church, and there I could really use my spiritual prophetic gifts, you know, and I was being able to really enjoy it, but I kept growing and expanding and getting more knowledge. And kind of give you the short story, eventually I began studying uh, Aramaic, and I began to 
understand that the modern day Bibles that we have today, you know, were translated over a 2000 year period from oral traditions to Greek to English to Latin and, and back and forth all the way to what we have today. And I began to, dis, you know, trying to figure the Bible out. And I literally wore myself out trying to figure out the Bible. Who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, what should I believe? What should I not believe? Whose church is right? You know, and, and I was just in a frizzy during that time. And when I began to study the Aramaic, I began to make more sense of Jesus, his message, and what they were trying to say. And then that was when, at one point in my life, I was sitting in my office, and I just picked up my Bible, my devotional, slammed it in the trash, and I told God in the universe, I said, I'm through trying to figure it out. I said, if you want me to know anything about anyone or any religion or any spirituality, you're going to have to show it to me because I'm done on this journey. And it was just amazing that within just a couple of weeks, God just started bringing uh, different teachers into my life. You know, people like Dr. Ernest Holmes, you oh, know, yeah. people like Louise Hay, Bernard Beckwith, you know, and I acknowledge a lot of these people. But even uh, Napoleon Hill, when I read the original 16 lessons, you know, in uh, his original writings, you know, I just began to understand and believe in the law of attraction and, and began to understand it on levels that I'd never understood it before. And I started, uh, you know, watching Abraham Hicks a lot. I spent a whole, I spent a whole year, you know, just every morning getting up, listening to Abraham. And eventually after all that time, you know, I was blogging and writing because I love to public speaking. I love writing. I love communicating. I love accumulating knowledge and simplifying it. You'll find that my Law of Attraction Bible is very simple. It's short, sweet. It's to the point, uh, which is my personality. And I think most people like short and sweet, get to yes. the point, you know, and that's the kind of person I am. And so I woke up one night and it was about three o'clock in the morning and I woke up and it was this the universe was just downloading this uh, book into my spirit, my mind, and I just got up and started writing. Wow. <laughs> and the very first chapter, you know, when I formed the book, uh, I, it starts with the book of Genesis. I call it the book of Genesis, chapter one, and it ends with the book of Revelation. Wow. Uh, but in the very first chapter, I woke up and... Uh, God in the universe, source, energy, whatever you want to call, you know, source, it was like I was dictating exactly what I was supposed to write in a biblical format, you know, because I felt like, you know, that some people and a lot of people, you know, relate to the Bible and relate to the Bible as being a spiritual book. And henceforth, that's how I basically you know, began writing the book. It just, I just woke up in the middle of the night and here it came. Wow. <laughs> here it came. Yeah. How neat. So, so you kind of like automatically wrote down all of this information that was flowing to you. And how is that different from the actual Bible? You know, we have the the teachings of God and the rules to follow and everything, but how is your book different? Well, because it's written in the purity of the law of attraction, and it empowers people to be self-enlightened, self-empowered, apart from the rules and regulations of religion or non-religion, science, and all those things, and empowers people to think for themselves mm. and become the person that they want to become uh, within what I would call the laws of attraction uh, that teaches, you know, the laws of the universe, you know, and I tell people in this Bible, the difference between this and, and say the Holy Bible or other scriptures, I'm empowering people to be themselves and whatever they want to be, they can be as long as they walk in the laws of the universe and the law of the universe, the first law is the law of love, you know, and even Jesus taught this, you know, the three things that he taught and told us to us to do is love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength to love yourself 
uh, and uh, to love others as you love yourself. So you've got to be able to love yourself in a non-egotistical way uh, in order to be able to love others. And then he said, oh, just one more thing. Love even as I have loved you. On this, all the commandments saying, you know, and so many people want to add to what Jesus said, but that's what he taught. These were the commandments. And so the law of love that I teach in the Law of Attraction Bible is this, uh, is that you can do anything you want to as long as you do it in love. And love will not hurt. It will not harm. It will not damage. It will not steal, rob, or steal. It will not violate someone else's right. But it allows for others the freedom to be who they are. You know, just for example, in the book, you know, if someone, you know, chooses uh, a lifestyle that we don't agree with, it's okay. You know, you've got to allow that because even though you might not relate to it, they relate to it. And as long as they're not hurting anyone, who is it for us to say that it's wrong? You know, so the Law of Attraction Bible empowers people to be set free uh, within the simplicity of what I call the law of love. I love that because if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's thou shall not. And right. you can just kind of turn that around and then thou shall love instead of the what you can't do. It, right. it's, it's kind of on the, the negative side of what you can't do or should not do. But it's what you're saying is that focus on the love and you can do everything at a faster rate. Everything is, is so much better because you're not harming another person. You're simply doing it out of love. Exactly. And you, you can do no wrong. You know, I was teaching a religious class at the local college a couple of years ago and I, I was explaining to him the law of love and he just looked at me and says but that's just so simplistic and simple <laughs> I went yes you get it but he he didn't want the simplicity he liked it, the complexity of religion and I said well if that makes you happy and you can live within your system of religion and you're happy then by all means stay where you're at if it's making you happy, you know, because it's not, even though I think he could expand beyond that, you know, it's not my place to try to, I always tell people, I didn't come, you didn't come here to fix me and I didn't come here to fix you, you know, and, and that's my law. I'm not here to fix anybody, but if our pathways cross and we can help each other and encourage one another, inspire one another, then that's beautiful. Uh, but otherwise, I don't have to get tangled up in somebody else's world and worry about what they believe or what they don't believe. Right. So you are more for having a person connect with you if they so desire to learn more. Exactly. You know, I, uh, I learned a long time ago, you know, the source gave this to me so clearly. He says, just you know, allow everybody to be who they are and the people that need to come to you will be attracted to you. We're, we're vibration. We're either vibrationally aligned with someone or we're not. That's why you can walk into a room and immediately know, you know, I'm not in vibrational alignment with this group or with this person. And it's okay. It doesn't mean you have to hate them or dislike them. It might mean that you do not like the energy and that's okay. You don't have to like every energy, you know, loving everyone doesn't mean you have to, you know, embrace their energy and be wanting to be a part of their energy. But if, uh, if you're connecting with someone, then that means you're a vibrational match. And if you're not, that means you're not a vibrational match. They're in a different place in their process and journey of life. And that's okay. You know, the people that I know I can help are the people who will be attracted to me and are on the same vibration or are interested in the vibration that I'm vibrating on. And I always tell people, tell people when this happens, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know what that person is smoking, token or drinking, but I want to know what it is that you're doing because you just seem so happy and full of joy. Your life is great and people will come to you and then you can teach them what you know and either they can accept it or they can reject it. And if they reject it, they're not rejecting you. You know, they're just on another journey and I don't have to uh, take it personal. You know? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so great. So let's talk about Law of Attraction Bible once again, because you said that the beginning chapter is Genesis. 
So are you starting from that point of talking about in the beginning? Yes. The very first verse of, of Genesis chapter 1 is in the beginning of the expansion of source energy, infinite intelligence was vibrationally aligned to expand the universe. The heavens of space and the planetary system appeared as life source energy manifested its thoughts. The light and energy of source expanded and revealed the thought images of infinite intelligence. That's oh, verse wow. one, you know, wow. and that's that's what I woke up with that morning. You know, the book of Genesis, and I was uh, I was basically. Uh, I guess motivated to write it in that sense because of my background, you know, because God uses our personalities and our backgrounds, and that's a, a beautiful thing. You know, you don't have to discount where you've been or where you come from. And so it just, I got up and that's why I started, you know, and, and it's interesting when I continued this, I said the light and energy of source carried forth infinite intelligence intelligence throughout the universe to form and sustain all of its manifestations, that there were multiple streams of energy vibrating on many frequencies to reveal the infinite intelligence of source. And this projection of source began to expand and blossom in a multitude of blissful thoughts. Infinite intelligence was, is, and will continue to expand the embodiment of source vibrations to reflect, reflect, refract, and displace the light and energy of source. And so as the Bible started out on the first day, I put in here in, in verse 3, in the first thought of expansion, here's the first day, the first thought of expansion, source created light and darkness. Source allowed the contrast of thoughts and ideas and the expansion to create an environment for progress and the evolution of source to reveal itself in a myriad of ways and possibilities. In the contrast, good and contrasting thoughts were allowed to live together in perfect harmony for unity, for it is contrast that allows for clarifications and forward progress. Once we know what we do not want, we can clarify what we do want, and in clarifying what we want in contrast, we transform and mature. So that was the, you know, in the, in the first day, and then the next verse starts out with in the second thought of expansion. You know, God, Source created the law of attraction to divide the expansion of thoughts and ideas, and the voice of many waters, which means many people with many different ideas. And this law allows like to attract like, like I was talking about before, uh -huh. and repel repel that which is unlike. The earth is a place where individual vibration creates and attracts that which is focused upon and emotionally attached to. So the law of attraction creates worlds within worlds and allows for many voices and ideas, and the contrast allows for diversity and unity. You know, so that's why I believe you know, this Bible teaches us to you know, allow each and every one of us uh, to operate in the law of attraction and the purity and uh, positivity of, of love. Yes, and and that love is the creation. Absolutely, part. that that's what creates everything. Anger and hate does not create; they destroy. So that love is the creating factor. It appears from what you've just said, it's like we are the co-creators with the universe or with source. There is no one above us other than the energy of that source, that universal energy. So therefore, we are powerful. We have no other man or person or entity above us other than this energy that we call God. Is that correct? Uh that's absolutely correct, you know, and that's why in this uh, Bible that I wrote, I use the word God very minimally, uh, just because, you know, when you say God, that can mean so many different things to so many different people. So I use the term source, life source, life source energy, infinite intelligence throughout this. And, and in verse 8, it's interesting when you said that, because in verse 8, uh, I was talking about how source... Uh, created both male and female energy, uh, expanded humans in male and female forms, 
and were empowered by Source to be co-creators made in the image of Source to be fruitful, multiply, expand, grow, and care for the earth. And humans are extensions of Source, and Source lives through them individually and corporately. Humans are divinely ordained in the expansion of Source to use their thoughts and emotions to create an expansion of love and joy and peace and goodness and abundance. And the power of Source energy to think, imagine, reason, and create and expand lies within all human beings. And it is within all human beings to be individual co-creators with Source energy. Exactly what you just said. Wow. I love it. So having said all that, what went wrong? <laughs> or did, in fact, everything go wrong? I mean, right Every, now. Everything is perfect. Everything Every is perfect, but there's a lot of wars. There's a lot of destruction yes. going on. Yes, it is, you know. And uh, let me read you verse 9. And in the seventh thought of expansion, source in the midst of expansion enjoyed the light and darkness that appeared in the form of the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the different things that were reflecting and reflecting. And, and whatever we sow is what we reap in the environment for humans to experience whatever utopia they desire, and that the power of light comes within our true life uh, uh, that identifies with infinite intelligence. The hissing ones, I call this in chapter 2, you know, at the fall, uh, actually, the word serpent means hissing one, uh, oh. and the hissing one are those who whisper in your ear their truths and the philosophies in an attempt to manipulate and control you through vain imaginations, fear, and manipulation of their truth. Mm -hmm. uh, the hissing ones will teach you the ways of darkness and lead you into fear, sickness, pain, division, strife, confusion, poverty, failure, and defeat, but life source energy will lead you into love and joy, peace and goodness. So in the sea of contrast, when we have darkness, once we see what we don't like and we can see where people are unaligned, they're vibrationally not aligned with source, they go off into these negative emotions. They go off into these negative tangents. And they, you know, they will steal, they will kill, they will destroy, they will murder, they will become dictator dictators and lead countries to do things that are just totally, you know, uh, inhuman, uh, as we have seen throughout the ages. But what we're seeing, though, is through this culmination of the light and the darkness and the contrast, we are maturing, we are growing. That's why it's so exciting to see that, yeah, we've been through some dark ages. We've been through World War One and World War Two, and we can see even now, you know, the contrast that is happening in the world. But in that contrast, there are people who are waking up and looking and seeing that the ways of, of these people, the ways of these vibrational energies are not the way that we are to go. So without those things, we wouldn't be able to clarify. How would you know what you do want if you didn't know what you didn't want? How would you experience what really love and joy and peace is if you weren't able to experience the opposite or see the opposite? So it's part of the perfect plan, you know, and even though some of it isn't nice, you know, even Jesus, I loved what Jesus said, you know, when, you know, he was hanging on the cross and he was looking out over the people and he was, and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What that means, the word sin in the Bible, if you go back and really study it, you know, from the Aramaic, it means missing the point. Uh, and the reason why people do what they do is because they're missing the point. They're not vibrationally aligned. So they're looking for love in all the wrong places. And so when you start looking, you know, and so they start doing things and become vibrationally unaligned. And when they go down the vibrational scale, the next thing you know, they're unhappy. They go into distress. They can go into anger, but then they can get depressed and they can go lower and lower and angry. Or the, and then they take that out on all the people around them. But what you have to realize is that those people cannot hurt, harm, or touch you. If you are vibrationally aligned with who you are and what you are, you don't have to worry about murderers and killers and being raped and all these ugly things that go into the world because I'm not a vibrational match to that, and I'm not in, you know, vibrationally allowing it to come into my life. That's why I tell people, you know, don't be pushing against uh, things that you don't believe in or worrying about the things that be like Job, the things you're worried about are the things that you're vibrationally aligned with and are going to start coming into your life because you're attracting them into your life because that's what your vibration is vibrating. 
And so that's the beauty of all this is that it's all working together for our good and we're advancing. You know, sometimes it doesn't look like we're advancing, but we are advancing. I get excited, uh, really, uh, you know, that's the reason why I brought this, wrote this Bible. You know, the things that I began to see, the people, the avatars, those uh, mystics, the, the people who have been in touch with this have been preaching this all along. But now there just seems to be more and more of it starting to come forth and blossom, uh, you know, as we march through time, so to speak, in this uh, time space reality. Yes, and it seems like just in the last couple of years, all of this information has been popping up for people to realize what they don't want in order to create what they do. So I think we're on the brink of something wonderful here. I do. But, you know, what was it, six years ago, seven years ago, when The Secret came out? Well, no, it was more than like 10 years ago. Um we have advanced in 10 years through my eyes i've seen a total shift in the collective consciousness of people i mean it's like the planet is evolving to yes. new heights and it's amazing the speed at which we are changing it's just incredible it's wonderful Absolutely. I, I get excited all the time because even if you watch our country right now, you know, you see this dichotomy between the left and the right. right. But, you know, we're, we're somehow or another in all this contrast and conflict. You know, even this election, whether you were Democrat or Republican, if you were detached from this and just watching it, it was kind of like, here's a transitional figure, Trump. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. The point is, he is there because the vibration of this country is different from what it was, where there, people are realizing we don't need these extremes, and they were looking for something different. They knew what they didn't want, and so they were looking for something different. And he just happened to you know, be the guy in the right place at the right time. You know, because people were are frustrated and frustration is a good thing because when you're down below the line of vibrational energy where you're not happy, the first step up is finally getting frustrated, getting mad enough to where, you know, I'm sick and tired of the way things are and now I want to change the way things are. You know, and that's why in our country you see the, the shifts in the social agendas, you know, where, you know, we see, you know, even the issues of homosexuality and all of this has shifted to where people now, you know, pretty much for the most part, except for, you know, a few little pockets here and there, accept uh, people's sexuality as long as they're not, what, hurting or harming or, you know, violating other people's rights. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's really wonderful. So let me ask you a couple of questions, if you don't mind, on the law of attraction. Can I do that? Absolutely. Great. Uh, because you are fascinating. I, I'm really enjoying this. Um, now, how does time affect the manifestation process? If we get aligned with the desire, shouldn't it manifest immediately? I mean, why do we have to wait? And I know this is a common question that a lot of people are wondering well it's a good thing they don't manifest immediately because how many times have people thought they wanted something and then when they got it they realized it wasn't what they wanted uh, a, a lot of times it's best to allow the process and the journey to unfold and to enjoy the journey you know we begin with the end in mind we want to get in vibrational alignment of that what is that we want but while we are waiting for it to manifest, we have to learn how to enjoy the journey and enjoy where we are and realize that a lot of times things have to line up. You know, the planets have to shift. The moon has to, you know, move. Uh, things have to, you know, come about in their time and in their season and in the right season and in the due time. They will come and they will manifest. And sometimes in that journey, you will clarify. You will, you know, change, you know, just like myself. You know, I, I you know, a lot of times I have things that I'm believing for and things that I'm wanting, but then all of a sudden, you know, I, for instance, let me just use this as an example. It's kind of a, a, 
a car. You know, I had it in my mind. I wanted a red Corvette, put the red Corvette up on my dream board. And then after I went and started driving the Corvettes and, and looking at the Corvettes, I decided I didn't want a Corvette. And if the universe would have given me a Corvette, I wouldn't have been happy with it. You know? and, and so it was a good thing that I was, you know, allowed, the universe allowed me to walk through the journey and be happy while I was looking at the cars. But then I ended up buying another car that made me much more happy. You know, so you just got to enjoy the journey and realize that, you know, everything just isn't going to, you know, come together immediately just once you think it. Sometimes uh, there is a birthing process, you know, the the seed conceives, you know, and then it begins to develop in the womb. And then as the womb develops, you know, and, and matures, then there comes a birthing time, you know. And so uh, I think we have to look at nature, you know, it's like the seed, we plant the seeds, they go into the ground, they have to be watered, you know, they have to be weeded and then they'll manifest. And then even when they come forth, you know, you know, there has to be pruning and, and things that will improve the tree and the fruit. And that's the process of life. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do we know when it's our ego that's trying to control or is the desire? How do we know if it's divine inspiration? How do, how do we separate the ego? Well, it's very simple. It, it falls back to what we talked to earlier. It all falls back on the law of love. Uh, you know, the pure positive power of love uh, creates pure positive thoughts and, and pure positive uh, things that we so desire. You know, so a lot of times when, you know, the word ego, you know, I don't you know, know that I particularly like it. You know, some people say that's edging God out and use spirituality terms and things like that. But basically, you know, part of the problem with the world today is that they don't have enough ego to, you know, like Jesus says, in order to love others, you got to be able to love yourself. You know, so, you know, to me, you've got to be able to realize that ego is a good thing as long as it doesn't become selfish and self-serving and damaging others and violating other people's rights and all those kinds of things. I think you're okay. Dream big. You know, whatever it is you want, go for it. You know, and as long as it's not hurting someone or harming someone or damaging someone, violating someone's right, you're not stealing, robbing, all those negative energies, then go for it. I mean, what if it makes you happy, if you think it's going to make you go for it, but as you might find out, as I have with many things, you know, you get what you want and you clarify, well, that was good. What's next? Uh, I'm happy, but, you know, but the journey continues. It never ends, you know. So so you're equating ego with self-esteem. And so it's a necessary component for us to be happy. And you're drawing the line as long as you don't cause harm to another. Absolutely. I mean, if your desire is to do something, have something, and it's pure, it's positive, and it's not hurting or harming, and uh, you know, then go for it. What, it's not going to hurt anybody. Go for it. If that's what you think you want and it's going to make you happy, you know, go for it. You know, but it might be that's exactly what you want. And then you might find out along the way that it was just something that developed your skills uh, to move on to something bigger and better. So you're following the divine inspiration. In other words, when you are seeing uh, opportunities flow your way, you don't have to take all of the opportunities, but that is like the universe or source is providing you exactly what you wanted so that you can see and further expand on it. It's Absolutely. like a piece of driftwood. It's something like that. I mean, it, a lot of times we attract things in our life subconsciously. We don't even realize. A lot of times things pop up in front of us that we were subconsciously wanting and desiring. And then, boom, here it is. It shows up. You know, that's it happened to me years ago. The business that pays my bills now. You know, I was working in an alternative healthcare clinic and I was doing spiritual, physical, mental, emotional counseling. This is when I began to uh, develop my skills as a law of attraction minister, whatever you want to call myself. I hate labels and things like that, you know. Uh, but, you know, the I, and subconsciously, the business that God, the universe came to us and gave to us, you know, 
in the first year and a half, I didn't really realize the full potential. Then after about a year and a half, uh, one of the owners of the company came to me and said, hey, you know, Dr. Stan, what you're doing is really great, but would you like to do this, that, and the other? And I said, heck yeah, that sounds great to me. So we shifted gears and the business then became a tool for me to be able, for me and my wife to be able to work together uh, to afford us the freedoms that we have today, you know, to live at the beach and to expand and grow. I can sit here and, uh, you know, I blog. I have probably 10,000, 10 to 20,000 people I interact with on a daily basis, you know, and, you know, it's just wonderful, you know, to be able to do what I'm doing right now. And I would have never, I didn't really imagine that, but the universe brought it to me and over a period of two years, using it to make money, then it became a vehicle uh, for us to be be able to live full time and work part time. You know, so you know, you just keep putting things out there, and you expand, you grow, and you keep wanting, putting your wish list down, clarifying, and that's what life is all about. It's just okay. one. It's just clarifying from one moment to the next, day to day. You, you have the power to change. You can change your mind. Uh, you know, it's like me. I decided I didn't want a Corvette. I wanted it, but now I don't want it, you know. So it's okay, you know. It's okay. So you mentioned health and, and wellness. So I, I wanted to touch on the law of attraction and our appearance. For those who have weight issues, what are the beliefs that can stop someone from having a healthy body? And what do you recommend as far as the law of attraction to bring our mind and body into alignment? Well, that's the first key to becoming aligned with yourself and learning to love yourself and embrace yourself uh, for who you are and what you are. You're whether you have curves or you don't have curves, whether you're short, fat, skinny, tall, whether you have kinky hair, straight hair, whether you're, you know, black, yellow, red, or white, you've got to learn how to love who you are, realizing that you are made in the image of source, in the image of God, in the image of infinite intelligence. And you need to realize, as we used to preach, you know, God don't make no junk. Source created. You are an extension of source. And therefore, you are wonderful. You are beautiful. And this is what makes the world go round. You know, some men like big butts, some men like little butts, you know. And <laughs> this is the beauty of the universe, you know, is that it takes all shapes and sizes and different uh uh, personalities. This is what makes the world rock. And so you need to be able to embrace yourself and love yourself. And that doesn't mean that you don't want to improve yourself, or as I like to say, become the very best version of yourself. It's not about being someone else or trying to meet, uh, you know, what the world is trying to tell us, you know, you need to look like this or you know, have this certain uh, look in order to be sexy. Sexy comes in all sizes and shapes. So you have to learn how to love yourself and to love yourself. And then when you begin to love yourself, then if you want to make improvements, then it's much easier to make those improvements because, you know, I love myself and I like the way I look, but Hey, you know what? I'm ready. I'm, I want to change it up a little bit. You know, it's just like, Hey, I woke up. I want to change my hairstyle. I woke up. I want to go get a new suit. If that makes you feel better then go get the new suit. You know, if you think, well, I think I need to lose, you know, some weight and I want to look better. I want to get my energy back. Then, then you go for it. But once you, if you're doing it out of guilt, out of fear, out of, you know, because I hate myself, there's, there's the point where you got to stop and you got to realize you got to embrace yourself, love yourself. And a lot of people too, that are overweight, this has been uh, proven over and over and over are people who hold on to things. Uh, maybe in the past they have been hurt and they've got bitterness and they've got anger. They've got issues that have been hanging around in their body for years and they can't let go of things. And so a lot of times from the spiritual standpoint, uh, I used to cancel with people with this all the time because in our center we did weight loss and help people with health and nutrition. I said, you got to let go of things, you know, and if someone has hurt you or harmed you, you know, even if they raped you, I don't care what it is that they have done to you. You've got to, in your heart, forgive them and realize that the only reason why they did what they did was because they were out of vibrational alignment. You were out of vibrational alignment. It happened. So now it's just time to clarify that I need to move on and change and get that vibration out. And it's time to move forward. The past is the past. You know, you got to let go. And so 
today is a new day. Every day is a new day to live your life. It's like that old saying, this is a day, you know, that source has made. I've got a chapter in there. I did all the uh, uh, scripture verses like that, you know, like this is the day that the Lord has made. I said, this is the day that source has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. So you got to learn to love yourself, accept yourself. And then if you want to make changes, you do it out of love. Uh, not out of the fact that, you know, you hate your body or you hate the way you look. Those are just going to get, you're just going to continue to get more of the same if you're in that vibration. So you're simply having people change their thoughts from the negative to love. Absolutely. Again, it all comes back. You know, that's, that's the theme of the law of attraction is we keep getting back uh, to the very, very thing, you know, and I'll, let me turn over. I do have a chapter on health um, in the Law of Attraction Bible, and I do put some things in there, you know, how that everyone is born with the capacity to live a healthy, fit life. And I believe everyone would like to live longer and live long younger. Uh, and But we got to get back to the basics and realize that in spite of our modern high-tech world, you know, health and nutrition. If you go that way, you know, you're not always going to be healthy in that way. But sickness and disease, obesity, all of that occur when we're not at ease. Sickness and disease are primarily the result of being out of alignment vibrationally. What we think about ourselves uh, to be influenced by will eventually attract the same into our existence. The law of attraction doing what it does. So your physical body responds to your thoughts and what you believe to be true. So if you believe in what the doctors and medical people say, you will experience that which you focus upon and set your attention upon. That is why we often catch colds and other diseases, because we believe they're contagious. We believe we catch them, so therefore we catch them because they are vibrational. Things like that are vibrational. That doesn't mean I spend some time teaching people. There are some basic things that you need to do to take care of your body, which is very, very important, but health ultimately is a state of soundness, and this is verse 10 in the chapter of health, uh, health is a state of soundness whereby the spirit, the mind, and the body are in a state of harmony. In perfect health, sickness and disease will not be a part of life. When we experience disease, it is always body instituted and conducted for the purpose of cleansing, repair, and restoration of health and vitality. Disease does not occur in people who are in harmony with source and vibrationally attuned to their spirit, mind, and body. Colds, flu bugs, allergies, viruses, all these diseases are a result of being out of balance in our spirit, mind, and our body, which is why you have to release the past. You have to release the, the tension, the anxiety, the nervousness, the worry, doubt, insecurities, feelings of the past, and release these and uh, put a list of affirmations in that chapter. I affirm that I am perfect, whole, and complete person whose entire spirit, mind, and body are fit and fully functional on all levels. I am growing younger as I grow older, and I look and feel healthy. Youthfulness flows through my body like electricity, and faculties are improving. I choose to be active, happy, and energetic. I take full responsibility. Responsibility for my health. I am a worthy person created by source to live a life of love, joy, peace. Today is the first day of my life, and I believe the universe is conspiring to bless me in every way. And I open up myself to source and trust in infinite intelligence to guide me and direct me into all productivity, health, and a meaningful life. Uh, source is supporting every thought that I choose and think, and I accept my body in the unique way that Source created me, and I choose to take care of it in a positive way. I have a picture in my mind of what my body looks like, and I reject all negative thoughts about my body and give thanks for the wonderful body Source gave me. I reject all criticism from myself and others about my body and only think about how wonderful it is. I am reshaping my body. I give thanks for the gift of life. I'm fit, I am healthy, I'm in great shape, in and out. These are the affirmations that we say. You know, I get up in the morning and I say those things. I put them on a recording device and I listen to them. I hear myself say these things every day and it shapes uh, your spirit, your mind, and your body. Interesting. You know, I'm a hypnotherapist and one of the suggestions I give all of my clients is every morning when you wake up, you send love to every cell of your body. Absolutely. And the only way the cell can respond back is with perfect health and well-being. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting, too, that every nerve in the body passes through the vocal cord. 
And therefore, when you are speaking, you are whatever you're speaking, that energy is vibrating in every part of your body. Oh, wow. I've never heard that before, but you're absolutely right. Oh, yep. my goodness. That's yep. brilliant. I it's love a, that. Yeah, it's vibration. You're creating the vibration with your voice. That's why by your words, you're justified. By your words, are condemned. That's what Jesus said. Wow. That is that's hot i i love that i love that now let me ask you about addictions from mm -hmm. alcohol drugs to even nail biting does addiction stem from not connecting to source or to people in general i mean what can we do about bringing ourselves back into alignment with to release the addiction. Do you know what I'm, did, I understand. does that make sense? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. You see, the reason why we do things is because we're trying to find happiness. Uh, you know, the reason why people drink alcohol many times is because if you drink alcohol, you become uninhibited. You know, a person who's quiet becomes the hit of the party. It almost allows them to be someone that they want to be. Uh, but can't be when they're, you know, sober, so to speak. And so many times habits and addictions are, are, again, things that we do to try to make ourselves happy. You see, everybody wants to be happy. Everybody's looking for love and joy and peace. And then when we're not experiencing it, for whatever reason, we fall back on these habits. You know, we become nervous. We can start biting our nails, you know, because we're, you know, we're grind it's like the grinding of the teeth. You know, always one of, one of the things that got me kicked out of, traditional churches when I began teaching there wasn't a such thing as hell that you know basically you create your own hell you can live in hell you're living in hell right. now if you created your own hell and so the, the the gnashing of teeth is representative of someone grinding their teeth is frustration you see the reason why we do things you know and and have these addictions because we're frustrated and we're looking for some form of relief everybody's looking for relief and so we start looking for relief everywhere but from within you know we've got to look within we've got to become vibrationally aligned with who we are and what we are and it comes back to what we've been saying all along we've got to love ourselves and embrace ourselves and understand that we are our beautiful creations of source you know put here on earth to expand and grow and to mature we've got to get people back to understanding who they are and why they came here they need to be born again they've got to wake up to who they are and what they are and why they are here and the reason why they're frustrated the reason why they're doing these things is because they are lost you know they are asleep and you got to wake up that's what i believe jesus taught when you're born again when you're regenerated it means you're waking up to who you are you realize that you are this wonderful creation of source it was put here you know to enjoy life and that we've got to you know raise ourselves up and, and the way that you can start raising your vibration up is reading books like the law of attraction other books listening to people like abraham hicks listening to the prophets of the day but also finding out what makes you happy. You know, what it, I always tell people if you're feeling sad, what is it that makes you happy? You know, is it maybe, maybe it's go listen to some music, go to a concert, you know, uh, go for a walk, whatever it is that can raise your vibration, go do it, you know, because that's what we were put here to do and then to enjoy. And the only reason why we get caught up in all these things is because Again, we're looking for relief, we're looking for happiness, and when we're not finding it, our vibration lowers, and then we start doing things like bad habits, so to speak, to kind of compensate for the frustration that we're feeling on the inside. So you have channeled um, this information for the Bible, the Law of Attraction Bible, but do you also do uh, it verbally? Yes, at you know, and at times when, uh, like when I've been in church services or when I'm public speaking, many times I will just start uh, what I call prophesying, channeling, whatever you want to call it, uh, what source is downloading into my spirit, my mind, and my body. So, so yes, and many times I'll, uh, even in my personal life, if I'm praying, the next thing you know, I will start speaking in tongues. So as some people call it, unknown languages, as some people call it, it's just a form that all of a sudden it starts to put me into 
a, a state of spirituality, a vibrational alignment with source, because uh, source is vibration. And the vibration is why, you know, like many of the mystics would pray, uh, like the Aramaic, they would pray the vows like Abhum. All the vibrations of the universe, you know, that God communicates through us with, you know, are, are things that can be expressed through words and create vibrations. It's kind of like music creates vibration. What we think and we say creates a vibration. It's kind of like, you know, beating the drum. If you're beating the drum of the past or what is, you're going to keep getting that same vibration, the same beat being repeated into your life. If you want to change your life, you have to change your vibration. You got to quit telling the story of the, what is and start telling the story of what it is that you want and start putting in a new song in your heart. Uh, and it's not so much the words, but the vibration, the vibration will communicate to you. And so a lot of times when I get into the vibration, I'm just feeling, um, you know, the emotion of the vibration, which communicates to me what source wants to uh, hear or feel or for me to communicate. I love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Sam, thank you so much for coming on today. And um, I'm anxious to have you back on. <laughs> well, thank you. I've counted a privilege, honor, and it was, it's been fun. And we'll do it again. We will. Thank you, Dr. Stan. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great day.